0: Welcome into the Daily Score. I am Mark Grody, and on today's show, we are going to zero in on and feature two very important Chicago Bears players this year, both of them on the offensive side of the ball, and both of them are making news. Cole Komet, the Bears tight end, heading into his fourth year with the team and in the NFL, earned himself a four-year $50 million extension. We'll talk about Kmet Also, Chase Claypool, who has definitely been a story lately, and that is because of the injuries that he had during the minicamp and the OTAs, which kept him out of those. And then right before training camp, he was placed on the physically unable to perform list, which was very alarming. He was taken off the PUP list. And then finally, finally, we got to watch Chase Claypool practice in full During the Bears' first full practice, which actually did go down indoors in the Walter Payton Center. And to help me break down these players, he is my partner out at Hallis Hall. Score teammates. He is a writer for 670thescore.com. You hear him on the air occasionally here on uh, WSCR 670 the score, And that man is Chris Emma. What's going on, Emma? How are you, buddy?
1: You know, Grody, I'm honored to be here for a couple reasons. Uh, one of which is that I believe this is what the third episode of the Daily Score, so it's yeah. it's great to be uh, one of the first guests, if not the first guest, I believe. But number two, because you're going to spend the better part of six months in next to me here, so you're not trying to like <laughs> ease into it. You're not trying to like you know just kind of uh, make it a slow play here. You're ready to go. Let, let's go, man. We got six months. We got the Bears starting up here.
0: I am ready to go, and you are. Yes, you can call yourself. The official first guest here on the daily score. Ray, do we have anything for him? Do we want to send him anything? Okay well, Ray Diaz, the executive producer of this show he'll he'll send you something. We've got stuff sitting around here. We've got this cardboard right here. Maybe we'll ship that right out to you all right Emma, how's that sound? fantastic? Yeah, absolutely. all right. let's get into it man. let's let's start with Chase Claypool and then we'll move on to Cole Komet. but Chase Claypool not only practiced in full, But he also spoke to the media, and I thought that the most important parts about it were Chase Claypool kind of defending himself in regards to his work ethic. And I'll just read one quote here that that we heard. And I, I actually believe it was based on your question. You and I were both kind of in the same territory asking Chase Claypool questions. But the quote from Claypool was, it's the biggest year of my life, and I understand that. And if anyone thinks my work ethic isn't matching that, they are deeply mistaken. And Chris, he admitted that, you know, he he said his family members brought to attention all the social media fuss and anxiety that was going on in regards to his injury. And of course, because he didn't, he underperformed last year, 14 yards for 140, or I should say 14 catches for 140 yards last year. Very disappointing considering what you gave up for him. But what did you make of Chase Claypool's comments today?
1: I'd love to hear it. Yeah, And Look, we all hear in sports right, the internal motivation that comes from these guys, and that's especially true for any player on a contract here, right? I mean, whether you're playing on a one-year deal, whether you're trying to prove it in this case for a guy in his fourth year, but consider the circumstances for Chase Claypool now. Like, he broke out as a rookie with nine touchdowns. He was fantastic with the Steelers. Looked like he was going to be not just a star for the Steelers, but one of the premier receivers in this league. He's had three touchdowns since. Got cast aside by the Steelers, who were looking to dump him off last year. The Bears bringing him, believing that he can be that guy for Justin Fields. It didn't work out right away. Seven games, just 14 catches, 140 yards. He said no touchdowns. He did not find the end zone once. Now, consider he was out of sync with Justin Fields. He was out of sync with this offensive scheme. Really trying to settle in and get acclimated. It was a really difficult and frustrating period for Chase Claypool. Then comes this offseason. He's put in a lot of work to to try to get up to speed with this quarterback. And with this scheme, the injuries have been setbacks. They've been frustrating for him, frustrating for the Bears. He's got to go prove it. He's got to go earn his place now. This is year four of a four-year rookie deal. He's trying to solidify that long-term future, whether it's with the Bears or somewhere else. This is the year where he proves, can I be – that top flight receiver, or is I'm going to be cast aside by another team and playing for, you know, a third team in five years next year. And that's why it's important for him. He's got his entire football future really on the line.
0: Yeah, most important year of his life. And then to your point, Chris, I mean, his first year in Pittsburgh in 2020, 62 catches, 873 yards and nine touchdowns. And in 2021, 59 catches, 860 yards and two touchdowns. As well. So, you know, to, to your point that this guy does have a resume of some success, maybe, maybe obviously not the success that Pittsburgh had been, you know, hoping for from him, or they would not have traded him for a second round pitch, which, or pick, which turned out to be Joey Porter Jr. But, I know that one thing that you and I were talking about out at Hallis Hall, too, was another thing that Chase Claypool had said about using the flashcards and his learning process. And I know that you said that you might be writing something a little bit about that. T- tell us exactly uh, uh, what you were talking
1: about. Well, yeah, about 670thescore.com if you do want to read it. But it, it, it's, it goes into what Chase Claypool saying about nobody knows how, how hard I works, And anybody's doubting me it's respectfully wrong and that kind of thing. And he gave evidence to that. It started with this offseason where he went on his own work. Now, this is the stuff aside from the building and away from the team where he put out flashcards, and he created every flashcard. He wrote the name of a play uh, on the front of it and on the back side. He actually drew out the, the design and his route within it. And he would go out to the field, I think, on his own at times, and then ultimately when he paired up with Justin Fields down in Florida and run through these plays. He would go through each play. He would read the play name. He would understand uh, on the back of the car what his route is. And if he didn't know it, if he didn't know exactly what the route was, he put that card aside. But then he'd get up and he'd physically run the actual route there and, and go through uh, the motions of what his assignment is on that play. Uh, he also did work with uh, his own voice memos and putting together the name of the plays and his responsibilities on his iPhone and going through on his AirPods and understanding it. Uh, he really put in the extra mile to understand his role within this offense and what he needs to do it speaks to the idea of what he's saying, that he's extremely motivated, that he this is the most important year of his life and his career, and he wants to make that kind of impression. I think he truly wants to be a part of the Bears long term, but all, obviously he wants to be seen as that top-flight premier NFL receiver once again. He's got an opportunity now. He's got a quarterback he's in sync with. Uh, he's got a great chance now with the Bears, and he's got to go do it now. It's time to go prove it.
0: Yeah, he, he caught a touchdown out of the slot um, in in his first full practice from Justin Fields. That was nice to see, and I know that he's you know he worked out of the slot in Pittsburgh. Some he he didn't give it raving reviews. I remember talking to him in the locker room last year that he didn't necessarily like working out of the slot. But I mean, based on what we've seen, just a little bit of. Do you expect that, that that is a place that could be a good spot for him to work him out of the inside sometimes?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you'll definitely see a lot of that. We also saw today Robert Tunyon was lining up on the outside. Yeah. At, when Matt Eberflus was asked about that. The word he used, he said mismatch. And that applies for Claypool in the slot just as much as it does Tunyon on the outside. Is like They're finding different wrinkles within this offense. We know the, the motivation for the Bears, for Luke Gezi, to get this passing attack going. This was – the top-ranked run offense in all of football last year set a franchise record, going over three thousand yards. But the passing game stunk; it wasn't what it needed to be. There's a lot of reasons for that. We know the receivers; there wasn't a DJ Moore there. There wasn't a Claypool for half the season. There wasn't Darnell Mooney for the third of the season. Like this is a better spot now for this receiving group. The offensive line's better for Fields, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you also got to create these opportunities within the scheme, and Fields has to take advantage of it. So. Uh yeah, like Yiberfo said, you want those mismatches. You want to create a unique identity for this passing attack. And uh Claypool's a big part of that. We heard Cole Komet say that today. Like this team needs Chase Claypool to go where it believes it can go. And specifically, this offense and passing attack really needs Chase Claypool to go where it wants to go.
0: Absolutely. And we're gonna talk about Cole Komet here in just a second, but real quick, do you think do you see guys like Darnell Mooney you mentioned and maybe even Jalen Johnson, this is you know, kind of as it pertains to Colcomit getting his extension. Do you think that Mooney, now that he is seemingly healthy, do you think he's next up for an extension, or do you think it's Jalen Johnson, or am I missing a name?
1: I, I think he could be either one. I, I don't know if there's another name. I mean, you know, Travis Gibson's eligible. I don't think they're going to give him that big deal. Uh, Claypool's yeah. obviously eligible at a new year four, but he's got to go prove it. Uh, it's got to be one of Mooney or Jalen Johnson. I'd imagine, I don't know this for certain. I haven't heard it from anybody uh, in the know, but I'd imagine that they're negotiating these things right now, just as. Commets negotiations ran through the course of the off-season program in the last six weeks leading into training camp. Uh I, Yeah, I'd imagine it's a fluid process with Jalen Johnson as well as Darnell Mooney. Now, with Mooney, the, the case was they wanted to get him back on the field because he went through a long rehab. You want to see, does he still have the, the steps the right way? Can he make those quick cuts? Um, He needed to clear some kind of physical hurdles, and it sounds like he has to, to some extent. Jalen Johnson, on the other hand, like, that's your guy. That that's your number one corner. You believe in him. Uh, you love what he brings to the table. Um, I think the complication there is gonna be uh kind of s- sifting through what he's done on the field and what if you know, do you want to pay him like that true number one corner? Even if you know, the stat he doesn't show him is a true number one corner, but right. the performance does the tape does, and Jalen Johnson will knows that he believes he's the number one corner. I, I I'm curious if there's a a, a divide between the two sides in these negotiations or if they can bridge that gap at some point.
0: Yeah. It's all all to be seen very soon. And I think one thing that potentially complicates it too is you know the rookie Tyreek Stevenson. You know, they want to get a look at him and see if maybe he's a difference maker. But let's let's talk about Cole Komet, the the Bears tight end local kid, gets a four-year million extension and some of the details, according to Adam Schefter and Field Yates of ESPN, it includes $32.8 million guaranteed, also $20 million in first year cash. Again, that's according to, to Schefter and Field Yates. Emma, what did you think about it?
1: Happy for Cole Komet, like, you know, a guy who we we all know his story. I don't know if you need to sift through it again, but, you know, local guy, guy who's been really embracing part of being this organization. And and that was, I think, all three of these deals, including Johnson and Mooney as well, seemed apparent at some point. But Komet was such an obvious fit. You knew that that was going to happen at some point. Uh, This guy earned it. He had a breakthrough season, he had a career high touchdowns last year. And that wasn't a coincidence. You saw him really establish himself as that red zone threat and a trusted target for Justin Fields, but he's also become a great blocker. We heard Mm -hmm. him today say that that wasn't really a true part of his game as he entered the NFL and he's made it a part of his game. He's one of the better inline blockers in all of football right now, that tight end position. And uh, that's a credit to him and to his work ethic and what he's put into that role and what the bears have gotten out of him now. I mean, uh, he's earned his place with his team for the long-term, not to mention the stuff you own in the locker room. He's a terrific guy, a great leader for this team. Uh, Matt Abramford was just a, tr- a true pro, a true leader, and a guy that they really count on. So it made so much sense. He obviously wanted to be there. The Bears wanted him to be there. They got it done.
0: Yeah, last year, Komet, 50 catches, 544 yards, and seven touchdowns. And he really hasn't had that explosive breakout this guy is a star year and i don't know if he's if he's going to become a star in the league but i did think it was interesting listening to you know we had a chance to talk to Cole Komet, and you know he said he he knows that he's got a long way to go still that he has not reached his ceiling i mean he even was kind of making fun of himself, like uh, from his rookie year, he's, he actually said, you know, sometimes I look like an idiot out there on the field. <laughs> so he knows that he's come a long way from his rookie year. And I also know that he probably doesn't think he has reached his, his maximum. And I, I honestly, Chris, I hope he hasn't.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. And, and I, look, I, I think anytime you get a, a tight end drafted in the first few rounds, you just say, maybe that's your Kelsey. Kelsey, maybe that's your kid. One of those guys, like, I think you probably said a line when Cole Komet was drafted too. I don't know if he's ever going to be that guy, but you know what he is right now. He proved what he can be. He's a great red zone target. He's a threat uh, in the passing game when you get goal to, uh, goal to go. Uh, not to mention one of the mismatches in, in those situations on third down and short when you need to get the ball over the middle or get that trusted target. He and Justin Fields have a great rapport. And then what I mentioned about him as a blocker as well. He was such a key part of this running game, becoming the number one run game in the in the league last year. Having him as a blocker, having him as an extension of the offensive line, that's huge, and he's such an important part of that running identity. And so we'll, we'll see. Maybe there is more room for growth, and he can continue to develop and become whatever you want him to be, whatever you want to imagine him to be. But what he is right now is a very good player worthy of that deal. And uh, I like what he said. He's like, look, I want to outperform this deal and really make this well worth it for this team.
0: And be a bear for life. That would be that nice. Right. I think that he would appreciate that. I think the most interesting thing, actually, Chris, was the, the line of questioning in regards to the fact that he's he's impressed two different regimes, two different yeah. general managers. Ryan Pace was the one who drafted him. Ryan Poles is the one that gave him the money. Doesn't usually work that way. Yeah,
1: it, it's a testament to him. And you can say the same for – the other two guys, if you want, if if and when they get those deals done, are Jalen yeah. Johnson, and Darnell Mooney. Uh, Tip your cap to Ryan Pace in his brass. Like I know they they took their uh, their flak and they certainly deserved it for the missteps along the way. But that draft now, that 2020 draft was an impossible scouting process where uh, there was no or the NFL Combine uh, there there were no pro days, there was no this and that. Uh, it was such a struggle to get medical information. There was so much that went into that draft that made it one of the, I think you ask any scout, those it's by far the most difficult and grueling draft that they had to prepare for the bears got a bunch of really good players in that draft without a first round pick. They got committed yeah. Johnson in the second, a Darnell Mooney is a fifth round pick. Travis Gibson's been a nice player out of the fifth round. Um, I mean, they, they did pretty well in terms of getting some potential core pieces out of this draft. And, he like I said, if and when, I do believe it will, will be when that they get Johnson and Mooney locked up as well. Maybe it's in the next few weeks or months, but when they do that, uh, look, you got three core players out of a really tough draft.
0: Chris, I got to go, uh, but I think people should follow you at CMA 670. That's the place to follow him, him on Twitter. And I just got to say, I was just thinking about this during the podcast as you, know, you were giving your answers. You're the best guest we've ever had on this show. Oh, man. So. <laughs> Great work, man.
1: <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts, but I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris Emma, for coming on. I'll see you out at Hells Hall, buddy. Take care. Yep. That is Chris Emma. You can follow him at CMA670. writes for 670thescore.com. You should check out what he's gonna be writing about um Chase Claypool. He gave me a little preview today and it sounded really good. And Cole at kind of intertwining the guys, the guys' lives, who you know, as Emma pointed out to me. Chase Claypool, that was somebody the Bears were considering. They went with Cole Komet instead, and both guys have kind of gone in different directions, but Emma will spell it out in his article. Thank you for listening today. For our executive producer, Ray Diaz, I'm Mark Grody, and we will talk to you soon on The Daily Score.